All right. We're starting our new series. Let's close our eyes. Close your eyes. Let's pray. Close your eyes. Jola Maroski Shonde Falombadosiki Hatabakayas. Sola Paroshki Mandos. Spirit of God, we are in your presence. Let your word come to us in power. The word that changes, the word that transforms. As Jesus was speaking, demons were living. Let spirits that are not of you. Come under divine judgment as your word comes. Let your fire blaze among us. Kora palo shendos. The double-edged sword of your word. Let it have a powerful effect on us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Martus. Martus. Martus is... A Greek word which means witness a witness and a witness has three meanings it has a meaning in the legal sense which is more like a witness in court right or when you're filling out an application form and you need a witness as you are signing right it's a legal so it means a witness the other meaning of witness is in a historical sense so if you are driving by the road and someone you see that the other driver hits this person and drove off you were a witness when it happened so something that has already happened that you saw that you were there or that you experienced you are a witness of it that's martus the other meaning of martus is in an ethical sense or in a religious sense, which is referring to those of us who have expressed faith in Jesus Christ and have experienced him and have been tested and tried and have stood firm in our faith without shaking and are able to convince other people that what we have heard and believed in is true. You are a martyr. You are a witness. And even to the point of death, you don't change. You are not shaking. Even with a gun to your throat, you don't deny him. You are a witness. With your whole life, you are a witness of Jesus. And where does this word appear in Scripture? In Acts 1 verse 8, this is a scripture you should memorize. Acts chapter 1, verse 8. Jesus said this scripture. He said, You shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you will be my witnesses. You will be my martyrs. You will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in all Judea and Samaria, and to the end of the earth. Jesus spoke this just before he was ascended in the clouds to heaven. After he had resurrected from the dead, just before he was leaving, he spoke these words. You know, let me tell you a story. There was an airplane that was going to crash 
as they were flying, you know the, the back wings, the, the wings that are on the tail of the aircraft, those wings are used to balance the aircraft so that when it's going up or coming down, those wings help it to balance. Somehow on this aircraft, and this is a true story, on this aircraft something happened and those back wings, one of them broke whilst they were high up in the air. So the pilot realized that whatever level they are, he can't change because the moment he changes, it will lose balance and they are going to crash. So crashing was inevitable. The pilot knew where we are, we are all going to die. And they had enough aircraft fuel for about one hour. So he was just going, stayed and going. So he announced it in the aircraft. Folks, this is what has happened. We only have enough fuel for one hour. We are going to crash after we're all going to die. So if you have a message to leave for your loved ones, try and write something down. Maybe after we crash and they find the aircraft, they might find a message. You can at least say your last words, right? What, what would you write if you were in that aircraft? <laughs> what will you write? Will you write that? Will you write to Michaela, Bevel? Will you write to Michaela and say, My assignment that is due on Monday, I didn't finish. Can you pick up my laptop and finish it for me? <laughs> you will write that? <laughs> will, you, will, you, will you write that? Will you, will you write and say that, Please call my basketball coach and say, I can't come to practice next Saturday because I'm dying. Will you, will you say that? You won't say that. Why? What are some of the things that keep us from coming to God? Isn't it assignment? Isn't it practice? Isn't it work? Will you, call, will you write and say, my supervisor, please tell my supervisor that um, I can't come as he has scheduled me for Sunday because I'm about to crash and die. Will you, will you think about your supervisor and your work? You won't? Will you think about um, university? You guys want to go to university? You want to go to university, right? Will you think about writing to York University and say, you, go, you gave me admission, but I can't come because I'm crashing. <laughs> will, you, will you think about York University? You have just one hour. Devon, will you think about what? What will you write? Uh, I don't know. I don't you, tell me Probably tell my mom that I love her. Tell my mom that I love her. What will you write in one hour? You tell your family. You tell your family to pray to God. Wow. Guys, listen. When you are about to die or you are about to leave the scene, you know, you don't waste time on things that don't matter. You don't waste time on things that are not important. Right? Jesus was about to ascend to his father. You think he was going to waste time talking about things that are not important to him? No way. What was important to him is what he will talk about. He, he was about to take flight and go to heaven. And the disciples were gathered there. Jesus was not going to waste time talking about things that don't matter. What was most important to him was what he said. The last words of a dying man are his most important words. And Jesus says, you shall receive 
power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you and you will be my martyrs. You will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in Judea, in Samaria, and on to the ends of the earth. Now, another meaning for martyrs, so, so witnesses here is referring to, like we said, somebody who testifies about what they have experienced, right? So Jesus is saying, you will be my witnesses. He's referring to, you are going to tell the whole world about me. And what you are going to tell them is not something that you have not experienced. It got to be something that you have experienced before you can tell them. If you haven't experienced Jesus and Jesus hasn't transformed your life, what kind of testimony are you going to give? Right? So, the witnesses that we are to be are to be what we have experienced. Now, the other aspect of witness, we see that word in Revelation 2.13. Beverly, read for me. I know your works and where you're doing, where Satan's throne is, and you hold fast to my name, and do not deny my faith, even in the days in which Antipas was my faithful martyr, mm -hmm. who was killed among you, where Satan dwells. Amen. It says, I know your works and where you dwell where Satan's throne is. And you hold fast to my name and did not deny my faith, even in the days when Antipas, my faithful martyr, was killed among you. That word martyr there is the same word martus, which is referring to a witness. A witness. So, listen. When Jesus was saying to the disciples in Acts 1.8, you will be my witnesses, what he was saying was, you people are going to be testimonies about who I am, and you will stand strong to it, and not even deny it, even if it means death. Now, think about your faith and belief in Jesus. If I am to ask you a question, what will make you deny your faith in Jesus? What will make you say, I don't know Jesus? What, to what extent will the devil push you for you to raise up your hands and say, devil, I surrender, I don't know Jesus. To hell with Jesus. <laughs> to what extent will the devil push you for you to say, Jesus, I never knew you. Think about the question that I'm asking you. Hello? Think about that question. It's a very, very important question. You know, most of us don't think about that question. We think that when I have believed in Jesus and I have put my faith in Jesus, it's just a nice, smooth ride. Okay? But you will realize it's not true. It's not always a nice smooth ride. Your faith will be tested. And Jesus is saying, those who are true witnesses, even to the point of death, they will not deny me. 
My prayer for you and my prayer for myself is that my faith in Jesus will be true. That nothing will make me deny Jesus. Now, Jesus, of course, knew that it's impossible for you and I to still hold on to him, especially when we are faced with death. And he also knew that the world that he's leaving us in is going to be hostile. They are not going to believe the message that we talk about him. So he warned the disciples. If you read Acts chapter 1 from verse 1, the Bible says he actually he commanded them. You know, there are things that if I, let's say, um, princess, I, I'm suggesting to princess, princess, you know, it's, it's a nice thing to eat breakfast every morning, right? It's, it's a suggestion. She can choose to eat breakfast or not eat breakfast. But if I tell her, princess, make sure that every morning you eat breakfast, right? That is a commandment. And if he, she doesn't do it, she is disobeying. Do you get it? A suggestion is different from a commandment. Jesus commanded them in Acts chapter 1. If you read from verse 1, he commanded them and told them, make sure you don't go and tell anybody about me until the Holy Spirit comes upon you. Why? Because Jesus knew that what you say to people will not do anything if the Holy Spirit's power is not backing it. And Jesus knew that sometimes you will face people who are so wicked that because of your testimony and witness of him, they will kill you or they will persecute you. And he doesn't want you to deny him. He doesn't want you to bend in fear or shy away from him. So he said, wait, let me give you the Holy Spirit who will put power in you. He will put boldness in you. He will give you courage so that it doesn't matter. You will still stand strong, even if it means death. So we are called to be empowered witnesses in two ways. One, that through great power, we will share our faith. Through great boldness, you will be a witness. You won't be afraid when your friends are talking and stuff and trying to make fun of you that you're a Christian, you're a churchy girl, churchy boy. You're always talking about church. You're always going to church. How come you are 17, 18? You're still a virgin. They're making fun of you. I'm not scared. Not scared. Or you used to mess up, but now you have changed your mind. And you say that, no, I'm not doing it anymore. And the same friends that you were messing up with are still messing up. And you say, no, I'm a new person now. You won't be scared. Because you have boldness to be a witness of Jesus. The other aspect of it is when situations change, we are being persecuted for our faith. Someone comes with a gun to your throat. <laughs> Why the throat? Because that's where you can go quickly. Oh, it's your head? Okay, to your head. And says, Zoni, just say that you don't know Jesus. Just say that you don't believe in Jesus and I let you live. Just say that. 
You think, you think that is not happening? That's happening today. Just yesterday, someone shared something. In India, they are burning down 200 churches. And they want to kill all the missionaries there. Burn them up because they believe in Jesus. So you be in church like we are. And they gather and put fuel all over and set the whole place on fire. If you run out, they are there with their knives to kill you. You burn in here. So, let's look at the first part. Are you with me? Power. Dunamis. In Acts 1.8, Jesus said, you will receive power. Do you know what power is? Dunamis is power. Have you seen some electric outlets around? How many of you want to open it up and put your hand in? Wait, what channel is that? Irina said her. Electric outlet. Irina, you want to try it for us? You just put your hand in the electric outlet. Sir, what's that? Where you plug your phone to charge. Wait, You want to take it out? Just put your hand there. Like that one. Can, will you want to put your hand in? In it, like you we take what? it out and you put your hand in it. You know when you take out the plug and you see that, like that. The thing? flashes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. My brother said that he put his hand there and then it just shocked him for a little bit. Yeah, just a little bit. <laughs> so, but like, I'm saying like if you like working for your parents. But if you had to put your hand in and just keep your hand there, what do you think will happen to you? You will be shocked and shaking. Have you guys watched Home Alone? Yeah. Remember when he, he held that door? Oh, no, it was a laundry machine. Right. And then it shocked him and his hair stood up straight. That was funny. You know, that's just electric power. Listen, that's just electric power. That's nothing compared to the power of the Holy Spirit. Have you wondered why when we're praying for people, they fall down? When, electric, when you hold the electric wire... Would you think you'd still be standing on your feet? It would throw you out. The power of the Holy Spirit, guys, listen. The power of the Holy Spirit is so powerful, it can do anything. And that is the power that Jesus is giving to you and to me to be his witnesses. Guys, listen. You know, Jesus is not asking you to do something on your own. About standing up for him amongst your friends, in your class, in wherever you are. He's not asking you to do it on your own. He's giving you the power of the Holy Spirit. What did that power do to them? Listen to what Jesus said in Luke 9, verse 1 to 2 and verse 6, when he gave power to his disciples. He says, he called his 12 disciples together and gave them he gave them power and authority he gave them power and authority over all demons and to cure diseases vanessa you have power over demons do you know that you have power to cure diseases are you a witness of jesus you have power you know, I want you guys to realize what Jesus has put inside of you. Okay? When your friend in class says, I am sick, the doctor diagnosed me with cancer. Right? 
I want you to have that faith and say to your friend, I believe in Jesus. He's a healer. Let me pray for you. I know Jesus will heal you. You lay your hands and just simple prayer. I mean, not, just not, that's not when you're going to do Marco Shamelo Bose Koriyadaba. That's not the time for it. Right? You just lay your hand. This is your friend who is a Hindu or a Buddhist or doesn't even know Jesus. Right? You just ask your friend. You know, guys, listen. You say, please, can I pray for you? I believe Jesus can heal your mom. A friend just told you that the mom has been diagnosed with breast cancer. Don't sit there and weep with your friend. You say, Jesus can heal your mom. Will you let me pray with you? You hold your friend's hand. Jesus, you are the healer. I believe in you. You are the son of God. You have power over sickness. And you have given me this power. In the name of Jesus, I command this cancer to leave my friend's mom. In Jesus' name, amen. I'm telling you, Jesus. Guys, listen. Because you mentioned Jesus' name, he will act. Otherwise, he will be disgraced. Not you. Jesus will be disgraced if he doesn't act. Because it was his name you mentioned. Did you say in princess's name? No. You said in Jesus' name. So Jesus will heal your friend's mom. Because he has given you dunamis. He has given you power over sickness. He has given you power over all demons. Right? You struggling with some form of behavior or habit, you lay your hands on yourself and say, I have power over this demon. In the name of Jesus, I command you to leave my life alone. He said he gave them what? Power and authority. If I give you, Michaela, if I give you my phone, did you work for it? No. You didn't work for it. Did you deserve it? No. You didn't deserve it. I just gave it to you. <laughs> Amen? He gave them power. When Jesus was resurrected from the dead, after Jesus died and he was resurrected from the dead, you know, the disciples were all scared and afraid. I mean, wouldn't you be scared when the person you put your faith in, you believed in, you thought that Jesus was a superman, they were coming to arrest him. Jesus won't let them arrest him. And he, somehow they still arrest him. And you are watching and they crucify him. Won't you be scared? So the disciples were scared. They were hiding in a room. And Jesus, that Sunday evening, after he had resurrected, in John chapter 20, verse 19 to 22, Michaela, read for me. That Sunday evening, the disciples were meeting behind locked doors because they were afraid of the Jewish leaders. Suddenly, Jesus was standing there among them. Peace be with you, he said, and he spoke. He showed them the wounds in his hands and his side. They were filled with joy when he saw the Lord. Amen. Read, read on. Again he said, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, so I am sending you. Then he breathed on them and said, Receive the Holy Spirit. Amen. The disciples were filled with fear. They were scared. Hiding in a room. All of a sudden, Jesus appears in the room after the resurrection. And Jesus says, look, look at my wounds. He shows them, this is me. 
And after they were filled with joy, and Jesus said, As the Father has sent me, in the same way I am sending you. When Jesus came on earth, what did he do? What? He fulfilled his mission. What was his mission? To, die to seek and save the lost. How did he do it? What do you read about Jesus as we are reading the New Testament? What are some of the things Jesus is doing? Miracles. Miracles wonders. Signs. The Father, don't be distracted. The Father gave Jesus power to do all these things. That's how come when demons saw Jesus, what did the demons do? He doesn't even say anything. They begin to scream and say, we know you. You are the son of God. Please don't judge us. The demons are begging him. That's the father. That's how the father sent him. Remember when Jesus was being baptized and the heavens were opened, the voice of the father came from the heavens saying what? This is my son in whom I am well pleased. So Jesus is saying, the same way that the Father sent me, I am also sending you. That same power that he gave me, I am giving it to you. That's why he breathed on them and said, receive the Holy Spirit. That is the same power Jesus is giving you and I. You must not be scared of anything. You have power over sickness. You have power over demons. You shouldn't be scared. Amen? He said, receive the Holy Spirit. In Luke 24, 46 to 49. And now read for me. And he said, Yes, it was written long ago that the Messiah would suffer and die and rise from the dead on the day. It was also written that, the mes that this message would be proclaimed in the authority of his name to all the nations, beginning with Jerusalem. There is forgiveness of sins for all who repent. You are witnesses of all these things. And now I will send the Holy Spirit just as my father promised. But stay here in the city until the Holy Spirit comes and fills you with the power from heaven. Amen. You see what Jesus is saying to them? He says, I have suffered. I was killed. I died. I was raised from the dead. Now go and preach this message that I came, I died, I suffered, I was buried, I was raised from the dead. Go and preach this message. As a witness to everyone, right? And to do that, he's saying, I will send you the Holy Spirit. I will send you the Holy Spirit. That is why I challenge everyone who says you believe in Jesus. After you have believed in Jesus, make it your passion to seek for the power of the Holy Spirit. I did that. I still do that. Seek for that power. Otherwise, your Christian life will be weak. Demons will continue to scare you. You have power over sickness. But when the Holy Spirit comes, you receive power. It says He will fill you with power from heaven. Power from heaven. Amen? This was a scripture I was talking about. When Jesus commanded his disciples in Acts chapter 1 verse 4 to wait for the promise of the Father that they'll be baptized with the Holy Spirit. Do you know what it means to be baptized with the Holy Spirit? Do you know what it means to be baptized in water? Right? You're put under the water. What does it mean to be baptized in the Holy Spirit? 
To be baptized means to be fully immersed. To be fully immersed. So you are put under the water. To be baptized in the Holy Spirit means to be fully immersed in the Holy Spirit. Fully immersed in the Holy Spirit. That is where power is. That is where power is. You find yourself depressed or confused. You need the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen. When the disciples received this power, look at what happened. It says, By the hands of the apostles, many signs and wonders were done. They brought sick people, even the shadow of Peter. I mean, here you can't see my shadow properly. But do you know that you can have so much power that your shadow just falling on people, they, they, it will be like electricity going through them. It happened, and it happens today. I have seen it personally myself. That power is available to you and I. It's not just for some men of God. And I'm praying to God that you and you and you and me, we will walk in that power. So that you go to school, you're walking there cool and calm, but because of that power in you, demons will be leading people. Right? You can walk in that power as a martyr of Jesus. Amen. The same with the Apostle Paul. The Bible says, by his hands, God did extraordinary miracles so that they took his handkerchief, just his handkerchief that was in his body, they just take it, put it on some crippled person, and the person jumps up and is walking. That is the power of the Holy Spirit. Jesus can do that through you. Jesus can do that through you. All it takes is for you to do it. Just do it. What's the worst that could happen? It doesn't work. It doesn't work. Who gets disgraced? God. God. It's got nothing to do with you. And God will never put his name to shame. Mommy is sick. You see, Pastor Shu was saying that I have power. You take mommy's clothes, you lay your hands, pray. In the name of Jesus, as mommy puts on this clothes, let every demon that is afflicting her leave. You just say whatever comes in your mind. Right? Say whatever comes in your mind. Hmm? <laughs> Amen. Yes. Um, I have a question. Okay. Like, if you were to do that thing, would you like get? Would you not like? Would it be able? You can speak tongues at that point or no? The first, the first thing that you need is the Holy Spirit to fill you. When the Holy Spirit fills you, you get power. Now, all of you who are speaking in tongues, the Holy Spirit has filled you. If you haven't yet been baptized in the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in tongues, that is the prayer you want to pray. Right? Holy Spirit, baptize me. Fill me with power. It is through that experience that power is put inside of you. Amen. So, I'll stop here because of time. Next week, we'll continue on the second part, which is power to be able to stand strong in your faith. Even if it means death. Even if it means death. It's all part of the package that Jesus has for us. Amen.
Any question? All right. How many of you want power from the Holy Spirit? You really, really want power. Dunamis. So that you'll be different. You know, that power makes you different. You have supernatural power. Let's be on our feet. I'm going to pray for that power. Let's be on our feet. Bakosh. You want that power, show by hand, if you really want that. I mean, don't be influenced by your friends standing beside you. Don't raise your hand because somebody raised your hand. Let it be from your heart, whether you want it or not. It's between you and God. You really want the Holy Spirit's power to come on you so that you'll be a bold witness of Jesus. I'm praying for you. Close your eyes. Thank you, Lord. He gave them power and authority over all demons and to cure all diseases. In the name of Jesus, Holy Spirit, let that power come over your children now. Power over all demons. Power to cure diseases. Raise your hands, please. If you want that power, raise your hands. Receive the power of the Holy Spirit in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Take it now. The power of God is coming on you. The power of God to cure sicknesses. A healing power. The power of the Holy Spirit to heal sicknesses and diseases. To cast out demons. Take it. Receive it. The power of the Holy Spirit is coming on you now. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Kalomba son velo da belo sita velos. Take that power. In the name of Jesus. Let the Holy Spirit rest upon you. In the name of Jesus. Receive the power of the Holy Spirit. In the mighty name of Jesus. Power to heal all sicknesses and disease. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Porandes. Shandalabandes. Felo pratis kesuta felo bradilas. Jesome mahaziki talos. Shazam fado bradeles. Mekianda rabandos. Shulam felo bradis kazeto yanda. Melo valembrondesi. You will be a witness. You will be a witness. Receive the power. Receive the power. You will be a witness. Jolem vroski shanda baloski shade vadoles. Receive the power in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord.